KCHK, the news at 11 with Tom Warden. Tonight's headlines, Café de Corral Group's school lunch provider suspends services after reports their food made some school kids sick. Hong Kong's noodle joints and coffee shops will soon be able to expand their menus to include more food items. And the police say more than a thousand people were arrested for money laundering last year. Café de Corral Group's school lunch provider, Luncheon Star, says it's suspending its lunchbox services for next Monday and Tuesday, while it looks into reports that some students fell ill after eating their lunch. It's believed up to 200 schools will be affected by the suspension. Hung Wai Xing, the principal of an affected primary school in Tin Soi Wai, says the school only found out about the arrangement yesterday and parents aren't happy. But he said there are ways to deal with the situation. We can ask parents to prepare meals for the students or they can go home for lunch. Parents can also take their children out for lunch or allow them to go out for lunch. Students can also bring dry food to school. We've got lots of plans for this situation. Meanwhile, the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department said it had launched a prosecution over alleged improper maintenance at the group's Yunlong facility. Judith Chan, a dietitian from Evangel Hospital, had this advice for parents planning to make lunches for their children. For quick and easy uh, lunchbox ideas, I suggest maybe prepare some sandwiches using wheat bread with boiled egg and ham. Place some vegetables like carrots or lettuce inside the sandwich. Parents can prepare some healthy drink like UHT processed soy milk and skim milk. But be reminded that parents should prepare the lunchbox and the children must consume uh, all the food within four hours if the food placed in room temperature. For the lunchbox, uh, I would suggest to put inside the isothermal bed so as to maintain the food safety issue. Hong Kong's noodle joints and coffee shops will soon be able to expand the range of food they can offer, as rules on what they can and cannot serve are relaxed. Catering licensing is also being streamlined, as Damon Pang reports. Thousands of establishments, which have light refreshment restaurant licenses, are currently limited to a small range of products, with coffee shops allowed to sell sandwiches and cakes, for example, and noodle shops usually not going much further than offering one-ton and boiled vegetables. But from next month, these catering establishments will be allowed to serve other types of food as well, as long as only simple cooking methods are required, such as steaming or stir-frying, and they don't create much of a smell. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department says the new regulatory regime will provide greater operation flexibility to some 4,300 light refreshment restaurants across Hong Kong. The vice chairman of the Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades, Howard Wong, says the policy change may lower the licensing fees for some restaurant operators because they may in future go for the light refreshments licenses instead of the full license. For a light refreshment license, you're limited to you know the type of foods you're allowed to do. For example, you're not allowed to uh, steam rice under that license. You know, under the new measures, you're allowed to do rice, and there's also another range of food that is also allowed. So what this does is also gives the opportunity for restaurants to provide more fruitful menus to their customers, and it gives them an opportunity to do more business. The police say more than a 1,000 people were arrested for money laundering last year, up by 180 from 2021. And this year's total is expected to be much higher. They said so far this year they've already detained more than 600 people suspected of laundering some $7.8 billion. They said one of the cases involved more than $5 billion. Chief Inspector Zhe Zifeng links the rise in money laundering to a surge in fraud cases during the pandemic. Yi shopping fraud is one of our major issues. 
this is one of very typical type where you have a deception case and you have the money, the crime proceed, the deceived money going into a bank account of an unknown person. And end up we are catching the guy who is the account holder, have no idea about the deception case. All he know was I sold my account or I lent it to my friend, which is quite an unacceptable and unreasonable excuse we are seeing. And to the weather forecast, mainly fine overnight with a minimum temperature of about 18 degrees. Sunny and dry tomorrow with a high of about 24 degrees and moderate easterly winds fresh offshore at first. The outlook rather warm during the day on Sunday, but windy with cool mornings in the following few days. Currently at the observatory, it's 18 degrees with the relative humidity now 77%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. China today welcomed the return of search and rescue workers from Turkey. They plucked to safety about 10 survivors in their operations in the Quakehead country. Wendy Wong reports. Search and rescue members from China, including those from Hong Kong, received a warm welcome after they landed in Beijing on a charter flight. The team from the mainland had 82 members, while the SAR team had 59. Among those on hand for the welcome ceremony at the airport in Beijing were Chief Secretary Eric Chan, Secretary for Security Chris Tang, and Director of Fire Services Andy Young, who flew to the capital from Hong Kong earlier. The three officials and the Hong Kong team are set to return to the SAR later in the day. The powerful tremor last week has claimed more than 41,000 lives in Turkey and Syria. The government says it will stop offering free PCR tests from March but will still accept rapid antigen tests for those visiting public hospitals and care homes. It stressed that 21 PCR test centres will remain open for those who wish to pay for the tests, but about 60 test centres and stations will close. It also said people with COVID who wish to isolate can only apply to do so until next Tuesday, because the isolation facilities will also close next month. Transport Commissioner Rosanna Law says she's confident the new E-12 system can be rolled out in May with a series of assistance measures for drivers. Her remarks follow a transport department announcement that it would open two dedicated service counters on Monday to help taxi drivers apply for the new E-12 payment systems. Cabbies can visit two locations in Shenwan and Chunwan, along with four other existing customer service centres, to process their applications for vehicle tags and driver cards. Ms. Law says the new service points will meet public demand. There are still more than two months to go before the launching of the Hong Kong ETO at Changsha Control Area. We are confident that with the series of assistance measures and with the series of uh, uh, new uh, service centre consultation centres, uh, we will be able to assist all of the vehicle owners and taxi drivers who would like to get a vehicle tag and their taxi driver card or lock onto our system. The HKE-12 system was due to be rolled out later this month, but was pushed back until May the 7th to give people more time to prepare. The Hong Kong Taxi and Public Light Bus Association welcomed the news. Godwin Cheng, a spokesman for the group, said the industry now has a better understanding of the new E-12 system. It can definitely reduce the pressure of the trade and ease the concern of the taxi owner and driver. By doing so, it can buy time for a better preparation too. Basically, the taxi trader has a better understanding right now. In addition, it helps a lot with the extension of the launch day. In future, we hope the government can have more and deeper communications with the taxi stakeholders. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has asked world leaders to speed up their supply of weapons as his country fights Russia. 
Addressing the Munich Security Conference, he said the only option was victory for Ukraine and arms deliveries must not be delayed. We need the speed, speed of our agreements, speed of our delivery to strengthen our speed of decisions to limit Russian potential. There is no alternative to speed because it is the speed that the life depends on. Delay has always been and still is a mistake. For the first time, Russia has not been invited to the annual conference. A spy at the British Embassy in Berlin who sold secrets to Russia has been jailed for more than 13 years. The judge in London said David Smith, a former security guard, had wanted to damage the UK's interests. Here's the BBC's Paul Moss. He wrote to the Russian embassy in Berlin said, look, I work as a security guard at the British embassy. I've got some stuff you might want. He had been going around filming and photographing documents, filming the embassy itself. Some of the documents we gather were very sensitive. There were trade documents. There was also some letters from the then Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Smith also stole personal information about the staff, where they lived, their mobile phone numbers. All of this he offered to the Russians. Britain is hosting a global meeting on the environment today, focusing on nature protection and helping vulnerable species. Environment ministers and business leaders from around the world are taking part. The BBC's Jonah Fisher has this report. At a global summit held in Montreal last year, commitments were made which some thought could be a turning point. 30% of the Earth's land and sea would be protected by 2030, was the headline promise. And a target of $200 billion a year set for restoring threatened habitats like mangroves, rainforests and wetlands. Today's meeting aims to build on that moment and to put in place the systems to mobilise the vast amount of money needed. Bruce Willis has been diagnosed with a form of dementia. Last year, it was revealed the Hollywood actor, known for his roles in Die Hard and Pulp Fiction, would be stepping away from his career after being diagnosed with a separate condition which affected his speech and cognition. With more, here's the BBC's Harry Bly. In March last year, it was announced by his family that Bruce Willis had been diagnosed with aphasia, a condition that affects the left side of the brain, causing difficulty with reading, listening, speaking or writing. Now the actor's family have released a new statement, revealing a diagnosis of frontotemporal dementia, known as FTD. Often, when you hear the word dementia, you think of Alzheimer's, a disease that causes a type of dementia that usually affects memory. Frontotemporal dementia is different. It affects another part of the brain. As the name suggests, dementia in this case is happening in the frontal and temporal lobes. If the temporal lobes have the disease in them, a person has language symptoms. They speak less fluently. They lose the meaning of words. And if the disease is in the frontal lobe, What's affected is what we call executive functioning. And that's things like being able to plan or organize your day. That's Susan Dickinson, the chief executive of the Association for Frontotemporal Degeneration. The statement from Bruce Willis's family explains how his condition progressed from aphasia. Susan Dickinson says more of the brain has been affected. If the disease happens in the temporal lobe, you'll get diagnosed with aphasia because you, you're, you will um, display those language symptoms. If the disease is in the frontal lobe, you'll display those behavioral and personality changes. It does progress from one lobe to the next, and that's why it's called frontotemporal dementia. 
Frontotemporal dementia occurs much earlier in life than Alzheimer's. Symptoms can begin in people in their 40s, 50s or 60s. As yet, there are no approved treatments to prevent, slow or stop the disease. But research and clinical trials are ongoing. To sports and football, the BBC's Mike McCarthy has a preview of some of the big games to look forward to in the English Premier League. After a dramatic twist in the Premier League title race in midweek, the action resumes on Saturday. Arsenal start the weekend in second and travel to Aston Villa, a side now led by former Gunners manager Unai Emery. Meanwhile, Manchester City, whose win at Arsenal on Wednesday put them top of the table on goal difference, head to Nottingham Forest. Arsenal still hold the advantage of a game in hand over the defending champions, but this weekend could be a key indicator of whether momentum has truly shifted City's way. At the bottom of the table is a huge clash at Goodison Park. Sean Dyche's Everton know a win over managerless Leeds would lift them out of the relegation zone at their opponent's expense. Elsewhere, bottom of the table, Southampton, still without a manager after talks with Jesse Marsh broke down, go to Chelsea. In the race for the Champions League, Liverpool can put themselves back in contention, but they'll need to be the first side to beat Newcastle United at St James's Park this season. Jurgen Klopp's men were the last team to beat Newcastle in the Premier League all the way back in August. And Tottenham will be without manager Antonio Conte when they host West Ham. He says he won't return to work until he's made an entire recovery from surgery to remove his gallbladder. LeBron James goes for a sixth consecutive NBA All-Star Game victory when Team LeBron takes on Team Giannis in the showcase event in Salt Lake City this weekend. League MVP Nikola Jokic has been voted in as a starter along with Luka Doncic. But Steph Curry and Kevin Durant will sit it out as they recover from injury. More from RTHK's Ray Jovanovich. This year's All-Star Game really is going to be marked by injury. Three big-name players who should be starting are not. I mentioned Durant, also Curry, and also Zion uh, Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, he's being replaced by Laurie Markkinen of the Utah Jazz, a former Chicago Bull who has just had a great season since he's left Chicago. He's just gotten better and better, no surprise. But some of the other big-name players, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who's had a sensational season with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, of course, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics, the best team in the NBA, and he's also in the hunt for the Most Valuable Player Award. India's top cricket selector has resigned after being caught in an undercover TV sting. Chetan Sharma was secretly filmed alleging that one of the sport's biggest stars, Virat Kohli, had clashed with the president of the Indian Cricket Board. Mr. Sharma also claimed some players took injections to ensure their participation in matches despite being injured. The board said his position had become untenable. And a reminder of our top story tonight, Café de Coral Group's school lunch provider suspends services after reports their food made some school kids sick. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time And to one and all, good morning, good afternoon, good evening Depending on where you're listening to us from I know we have some people over on the other side of the world So thanks for sticking around to twilight time 
with me, Peter King. 45 minutes of music, which I hope will relax too. And if you'd like a song, it's RadioPeter Gmail. First two songs are requests, by the way. You're so late getting home from the office. Did you miss your train? Were you caught in the rain? No, don't bother to explain. Can I fix you a quick martini? As a matter of fact, I'll have one with you For to tell you the truth I've had quite a day To Guess who I saw today My dear I went in town to shop around for something new I thought I'd stop and grab a bite when I was through I looked around for some place new Then it occurred to me where I There was a most attractive French cafe and bar. It really wasn't very far. The waiter showed me to a dark, secluded corner, and as my Accustomed to the gloom, I saw two people at the bar who were so much in love that even I could spot it clear across the I'd never been so shocked before I headed blindly through the door They didn't see me passing through Guess who I saw today Oh. Uh-huh. 